When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. I've been away. I've got a lot to say. Some of it you're not going to like. We also have NFL trades, NFL draft, and football superstars playing golf. I'm absolutely here for that. It's time to go. Here we come. Here we go. Only one place to start. Now the one place to start with the assembled members of the hashtag crew around us is also our absolute favorite. There's nothing better than when Diana Rossini can stick around for a little while after get up in studio with the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Hello again, Diana. Hello. What we learned today was that you were named after a Paul Anka song, uh, the song Diana. I, I, I don't know why I assumed it. He, let me tell everyone the story of how this started. So in a, in a commercial break, you walked in and you were doing a British accent for no obvious reason. I'm a strange bird. Okay, fair enough. So, But it was actually pretty good. Give everyone just a moment of that. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Greeny's show. <laughs> that was, I don't even know what country that was. No, neither do I. That just one, go with it. You did it better earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I Much. Know, I got nervous. That one was sort of, that was like, um, what, what is Pygmalion? What is her name? And uh, that, that was like... Eliza Doolittle. Eliza Doolittle mm-hmm. before she got like, uh, you know, became whatever. Anyway. So she does a British accent. So I said, oh, were you named after Princess Diana? And it turns out, no. No. I was named after Paul Anka's song, Diana. My parents, uh, who are in their late 60s, I guess when they were younger and they were dating, they heard that song and they said they always loved that name, Diana. And they remembered it. So when I was born... And so then Diana started dancing with our stage manager, Brandon, and we shot that on camera and we showed it on TV. Did you know that Brandon, is he still in the room? He has a special attachment to a different song. That song is Killing Me Softly, the original one, the Roberta Flack version. And the reason he has a special attachment to that is because it is the song that was playing when he was conceived. Not when he was born, but when he was conceived. Mm -hmm. To which I immediately asked him, why the hell do you know that? Who tells their children what song was playing when they were conceived? I feel like in 2022, it would be on video as well. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's a video you want to make sure doesn't get out. (laughs) Imagine that became like a thing, like, here's the night you were conceived. Take a look. So Brandon has just made his way in the room, right? I'm not making this up. Killing Me Softly, Roberta Flack. Why do you know that? Like, why did your parents tell you that? In what context did your parents tell you that? He doesn't remember the context. He's trying desperately to strike it from his memory. He's still jarred and scarred by, by the very notion of this. So how'd we get into this, to be honest with you? I don't remember now why we started doing this, but it was an interesting... Because we're just coming off discussing how we ended Get Up today. Oh, that's right. So Diana was dancing. Now I'm going to segue it into a vi- what I think is the most interesting thing happening in the NFL right now. And that is Baker Mayfield who four years ago was the first pick in the draft, 
who has played winning football in Cleveland. We are one season removed from him leading that woebegone franchise to a playoff victory against Pittsburgh, no less, and then giving a more than respectable showing in a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs the following week in the playoffs. Um, He then has an injury-plagued season, and now... Not only are the Browns moving on from him, they can't give him away. They No team in the NFL wants him at all. Diana, why is this happening? Well, first of all, it's, it's the landscape of the NFL right now in terms of job openings. He can't go anywhere if there's no place for him to land, right? It filled, the quarterback position filled up really quickly this season. Uh, obviously, I have to stop you. Atlanta signed Marcus Mariota, right? I mean, we're talking about teams. Drew Locke is currently penciled in as a starter someplace. I don't mean to disrespect those guys, but none of, neither of them have given you anything close to what Baker Mayfield has on the NFL level, right? Yeah, well, some of it comes with the fact that uh, he comes with a very big contract, right? He's close to $19 million guaranteed. Cleveland does not want to take on any of that. They don't. They don't want to even meet halfway. And they've been pretty stuck in the mud on this. So teams aren't willing to take on that much for a quarterback that won't even be starting because every team has their starter at this point, including Seattle with Drew Locke and then signed Geno Smith just a week ago. To me, that that said, they're out of the game, Baker Mayfield. I know Baker had said in that interview that he thought that, you know, Seattle would be the right place for him. He, he meant fit. The fit in Seattle works great for Baker. That doesn't necessarily mean the interest. Uh, so here we are where, you know, the name that was floating around through through a report, it wasn't through ESPN at all, but it was a report that was out there, um, that the Carolina Panthers have shown strong interest in Baker Mayfield. And, you know, I spoke to Carolina yesterday about it, and, and they made it very clear that, like, pump the brakes on the, we're all in on Baker here. If we're going to do anything, it's going to be after the draft. And it just seems to me, if, if he was a free agent, if they were able to get rid of the contract, I think more teams would be in. Nobody wants to pay that money for Baker right now. See, the other piece of that, though, that I find, I'll just make this straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Hembo was sitting right here. Hembo, what, what, what is the average quarterback salary right now? I'll give you a minute to look it up because, I mean, $19 million for a starting quarterback in the NFL is nothing. nothing. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is pennies. Yes. So I keep hearing, and you keep saying it, and I don't mean to attack you, but no one wants to take on $19 million. If you thought the guy was going to be your quarterback, $19 million would be a bargain. What do you have there, Hembo? The average salary amongst the top 10 players at that position is now more than $40 million. $40 million? He's getting paid less than half mm-hmm. of that. I understand he's not one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL, but... Is he one of the 10 worst? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm struggling. To me, there's more to this than the money. There's more to this than the timing. It is about him. It is about people for whatever reason. I don't know him. He's been on the show uh, a time or two. So it is about him. I think that there is a personal thing going on here with Baker Mayfield for whatever reason. Anytime I've covered this league and an athlete, specifically a quarterback who essentially is the face of the franchise, acts emotionally it never ends well going back to and and all due respect to our colleague Robert Griffin III when I covered him that was something that he had to manage a lot and and he'd probably talk to us about it Mm -hmm. just the development the maturity he he, and what he learned from his time in Washington but I just remember covering that team and it was just it came with a lot of drama and and some look some of it was the organization but a lot of it had to do with what he was sharing and and I think we live in a space now in 2022, and we joke all the time about social media. Everyone feels the need to air it out. 
that's not what teams want their quarterback to do. They wanted to air it out on the field with the ball, mm-hmm. not their feelings. And to be a smart, savvy business person, keeping those emotions in check is, is a huge part of it. And, and you hear coaches talk to their players about it. I've listened in on meetings and heard them you know, talk with their players about making sure you don't reveal a thing. No advantages to anyone else. And, and Baker, from the day that, you know, we found out that the Cleveland Browns met with Deshaun Watson and he obviously felt slighted. I had spoken to his camp. They told me they knew nothing about it, that, that they never had a conversation. The Cleveland Browns never told Baker. They said he was the future. His feelings were hurt. He goes on Instagram, writes that whole potential goodbye letter to Cleveland. Then he does this interview. And it just, I think for a lot of GMs and head coaches, it's just too much. Yep. Now you're now see this is what we're talking about. That's what I'm getting at. Teams don't want him because it's not because he's not a good enough player. He's a way better player than a lot of other teams' options are right now, and he's better than any player in the draft. If he was going to, if he was in this draft, he would easily be the first quarterback taken. So it's about more stuff than that. It's a cautionary tale. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. This is Greeny with Diana in our studio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. All right, quickly, because while I have you here, there's nothing we enjoy more than when you give marital advice to Hembo. So Hembo's young, new, relatively newly married, Diana, you're just a person of outstanding insight. So you got married, Diana, during COVID. I did. And I asked you, because you couldn't have a big party, you would have had a big wedding and all that kind of stuff. You have a big family, you have a million friends. I know you, you would have had a big wedding, but you couldn't do it during COVID. Hembo has some friends who did the same thing. They got married during COVID and they couldn't have a big party. So now they've decided to have a big celebration party. Hembo knows about this. Because many of his friends called him and said, when are you traveling there? When are you going? Aren't you excited for the party? Hembo himself was not invited to this party. And his feelings are hurt. So he did, he did the Baker Mayfield thing. Hembo, tell Diana what you did. I went to his online registry. I bought the cheapest item I could find, which was an $18 grill brush. And I sent it to him with a nice note that said, you know, congratulations, enjoy your future together. So as to acknowledge, look, I know that you made this thing and I know that I was not invited. Mm -hmm. And And that was worth the $18 for me. But his wife, Lizzie, is furious because this is so passive aggressive, so embarrassing. um, And and these are people they could, in theory, now, imagine the scenario. This grill brush shows up. Now, these people have to reach out to Hembo to make sure he's aware he's not invited, right? If you send a gift, all of a sudden, now, Diana, I send you a gift. You got to be, hold on a second, Greeny, I got to make sure you know you're not invited to this wedding. So I just would like your read on the situation. Well, um, I thought you were going to say you scrubbed your friend from your social media. (laughs) Like you looked for photos of you guys back in 2016 (laughs) in the summer at the beach. Even worse. Delete, block them. (laughs) Um, I I think the brush idea was, was, was fantastic. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Let's and go. You, and I, I think if it were me, I would have added a message along with it, which was like, I am brushing you out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, something along the lines to be clever. No. Um, first of all, why do you think you're, you weren't invited? Did, did your relationship change since the marriage? Since they got no, the, the, the reasons are unclear. That's the problem. But wait here. a minute. Go back. Was he invited to your wedding? He was. Did he show up? He did not. Did he send a gift? He did not. 
He doesn't like you. That's correct. Oh, that's what we, what we have to get to the bottom of is he's just not that into you. This was one of my best friends growing up. We have a mutual friend group. They're asking me about it constantly if I'm coming, if I'm not coming. Now we have a separate group chat about whether or not we should tell him we're talking about this on the radio. So like, I'm the only one excluded from this event. Yeah, no, no. They, he doesn't like you. You don't like him. Here's the thing about getting older. Oh, I like, like him. Like, you just... You just, it's okay. You can just move on. You have plenty of friends. People like you. He doesn't here. have that many friends. <laughs> I, I, I beg to differ. He is a great texter. And if you're a good texter, you probably my have friend a lot of friends. Count that or you're bored issue. and alone and you have nothing to do. My friend count isn't the issue. Your friend count is the issue. The relationship here is the issue. Like, yeah. I obviously think it's one thing. He thinks it's another, clearly. Mm-hmm. This is the issue. His through his actions, Diana. Let's get to the scrubbing of the social media sure. here because that is like the new thing mm. that we do here. You and love, I saw you love that side. Well, but too. you were talking about it. I saw it with Jay Will and the guys this morning on, Ch- on KJM. Yeah, well, my, my, a lot of my single girlfriends, you know, who who are out in the dating pool. I had when I was single, I had a rule. I never posted anyone I was dating until the ring was on my finger. I wasn't going to share that person with the world because you know what winds up happening. You're dating Bobby. You're dating Tommy. You're dating David. Before you know it, the world thinks you're dating everyone in New York. Right. So I was like, gets a little weird. <laughs> so I wanted to wait for the one, which, which is I did. And I still don't even post about it. I'm sorry, Kev. But that being said, <laughs> my single friends, they will post every guy they have a cup of coffee with. And then that relationship ends. And then you notice on their social media, Bobby's gone. And it's like, hey, Jane, we knew you were dating Bobby. Meaning like, they disappeared. You they, literally they, videoed every moment you had together. They scrubbed the old pictures. Yeah, you, you go back and you find it and you just delete. So you put out sort of the persona that I never dated him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm single and ready to mingle, which I also understand that too. Because it is a little weird. Like especially like us, all three of us, we're married. It would be weird if we had our exes, right? And I our, agree. Like totally. Me and my old boyfriend Jimmy on the beach, like <laughs> looking into each other's eyes. Like nobody wants to see that. And definitely my husband's family doesn't want to see that. But I, I do think in 2022, you know, you have all athletes do this. The minute they are fed up with something that has happened in their organization. They don't know what to do. So it's like, you know, I'm going to hurt them. I'm deleting you from my Instagram. Right. Like, do you think Kyle Shanahan is sitting there going, I can't believe he doesn't want to, you know, he erased the photo of me and him talking on the sideline. Kyle Shanahan does not care. He's watching film at this moment. You know, so I, I do think it's a, it's, just, it's a reactionary thing. It gives players a feeling of control. Yeah. Just like it gives my single girlfriends a feeling of control. Very quickly, because I'm going to be out of time. What you're, you're referring to Debo Samuel. I have only one question. Yes. Is he going to wind up on the Jets? No. I saw someone sent me a story that said he was the betting favorite. The Jets were the betting favorite to land him. I I have a hard time believing John Lynch and Kyle Shannon are going to let this freak of nature in Devo Sammy, how they use him in Kyle's offense, go because he's that special and it works so well. And and I know Debo loves playing for Kyle and Kyle obviously loves him. I'll ask you again. Sure. Can you make Debo Samuel wind up on the Jets? Do you I, have that power? I am not a bona fide rear end kicker. But- <laughs> <laughs> Lewis said that on TV. Diana, you are the unquestioned best. Thank you, as always. The great Diana Rossini. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Coming up, my top five takeaways from the NBA, and I'm going to take a position on something that is going to infuriate you. That is next. This is Greeny. We're on ESPN Radio. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, it's the Diana song. Diana Rossini is just walking out of the room. Baba is playing Paul Anka's Diana on our return uh, in honor of our delightful friend. There's no one I enjoy more than Diana, right? Uh, with this Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll do the read in a second of a million things. All kidding aside, Hembo, is there anyone who's more fun to have in here than Diana? I don't play favorites. Everyone is wonderful. No one is quite like she is. No, she is the best. And the fact that she affirmed my purchase of well, the grill brush was a was an upset of epic proportions, and I'm here for it. I don't think she really meant that. What, what, what everyone should know is that Hembo is... All of the analysts at ESPN worship Hembo because no one gives you better information. I was just the, the first one who was smart enough to say, let's put him on my show. Um, but everyone likes you. So that's Diana's way of trying to get you to give her information you don't give to other people. She's that's just like, all that was. She's saying the things she's supposed to say, not what she actually thinks. That's good. There's no, literally zero chance she believes what she just said. Uh, all right, Greeny here. We'll continue in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. The job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. ZipRecruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com. The list is what determines who matters in this business. All right, the green list with us here, my top five, this, that, or the other. And on this day, I will make it my top five NBA takeaways so far. I apologize. I've been away for a few days. We were out in L.A. doing the NBA shows this weekend. So I have bottled up all of my NBA insight. And I want, in a few moments after I give you my takeaways, we will hear from the assembled members of the hashtag crew, hashtag Nuno, hashtag Bubba, and hashtag Hembo with their NBA takeaways. But here are my top five. Number five. The Brooklyn Nets are not coached. Not that they're not coached well. They're not coached. 
I, I, don't, I did not see them do one thing in that game on Sunday that they should have won 800 different ways to, I did not see a single adjustment. They run down the court and they say, on this possession, Kyrie is going to try and find a way to score. And on this possession, KD is going to try and find a way to score. And they at no point did anything about the fact that the defense the Celtics were playing was all over KD. They were swarming him. They were diving at him. They were bodying him. They were doing everything. And it seems to me that Steve Nash and the Nets coaches just sat there, watched it and said, well, this is going to be a problem. And I don't know that it occurred to them. This is something they can actually try and do something about. Look, I, I know I'm spoiled because I covered Phil Jackson for all those years. That's my history. I tell you what, there's no way Phil Jackson would have just sat there for 48 minutes and let teams do to Michael Jordan what the Celtics did to Kevin Durant. No way. And so I don't think he's coaching. I think KD and, and, and Kyrie were being honest at the beginning when they said, we just want someone in here who's going to watch us and we'll figure it all out. And they didn't. So do something for crying out loud. Make an adjustment going to game two. That's why I keep asking the questions on Get Up. What, what adjustments can the Nets make? Because I'm hoping either KD or Kyrie are watching and they'll hear it and then they can implement it. Because it's not evident to me that the coaching staff is going to do it. They didn't do anything. There was not a single adjustment made in game one of that series. Number four. This could not have set up better for the Sixers. And I'll talk to Hembo about this in a couple of minutes. But the Sixers, I mean, they, there was like a path rolled out for them. The Raptors have dropped like flies. Scotty Barnes is hurt. Gary Trent shouldn't have been on the floor yesterday. Thaddeus Young shouldn't have been on the floor yesterday. Give them credit. They were playing hurt or in one case sick. But they had no chance. In that. The, the Sixers are going to race through this series. Milwaukee's on the other side of the draw. Boston's on the other side of the draw. The Nets are on the other side of the draw. I get that Miami is excellent. They're the one seed. I'm not trying to diminish them. But they basically have one series of consequence to get to the conference final. I don't think you could possibly have asked for this to set up better for the Sixers. And I said that to Stephen A. the other day. And you know what he said to me? It means they have no excuses. There are no excuses for the Sixers. And I totally agree. If they don't make a deep playoff run this year, then every question that is asked about them will be legitimate. It's my green list, my top five NBA takeaways. Number three. The Warriors are the biggest threat to the Suns in either conference. Not only are they the biggest threat to the Suns in the West, I think the winner of Suns-Warriors in the conference final will win the championship. That's what I think. I have Suns-Nets in the NBA finals. That's why I'm rooting so hard for Brooklyn because everyone is telling me I'm crazy and I want to be right. The Suns are the best team. They've been the best team. But if you go back, I mean, Christmas Day, I'm sitting in this studio doing the NBA show. The Warriors were the best team in the NBA, not the Suns. And then the Warriors started getting hurt. First it was Draymond, then it was Steph. And then the Suns went crazy, and they've had a brilliant year. Take nothing away from them. But there was a moment in this season when the Warriors were the best team. And they look at it again right now. I know they're playing a depleted Denver team. But this kid Jordan Poole is unbelievable. So I think the Warriors are the biggest threat to Phoenix. I still pick Phoenix, but I believe that the winner of, I believe they will meet in the conference final, and I believe the winner of that series will win the championship. Number two. My number two takeaway at this point here is Minnesota-Memphis is going to be the best first-round series. I, it's not going to get the attention Boston and Brooklyn is going to get because those are superstars. Memphis, the only, they have so many good young players in that, and the only one anyone really pays much attention to is John Morant. But they've got a bunch of good players in Memphis, and Minnesota, that kid Anthony Edwards is ridiculous. 
he's unreal. He went first in the draft no one paid attention to in 2020. So I don't think people pay enough attention to him. He is, you see the body on that kid? Oh my God. Like I will admit it. Minnesota's a team. We didn't have them much this year. I did not see a lot of them. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell's a good player. And that freaking Anthony Edwards is a man. He is a grown man to use it. What is usually a football expression. So I, I don't think they're going away easy at all. So I think that has a chance to be an outstanding series between two really, really good teams. Number one. And finally, number one, I think Nuno is going to get his wish. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to want out of Utah. I think they're going to lose that series. And I think Luka will eventually come back. I think Utah is going to get bounced in the first round. Luka Woj told me that in the regular season, that would be a 10 to 12 day injury. They just desperate. All they needed Dallas was to split these two games at home. And they did by winning last night. I think they buy themselves Luca's return. He comes back, even if it's not till game four. And then I think they win the series. And if slash when they do, I do believe Donovan Mitchell decides he needs out of Utah. Now, whether he decides he wants to go to the Knicks or not, that's an entirely different conversation, but it is the necessary first step. So I believe Nuno is going to get what he wants. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to want out of Utah. And that is my green list, my top five NBA takeaways so far. I am greedy, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Let me bring in the assembled members of the hashtag crew, starting with my VP of Basketball Insight, and that would be Nuno. Nuno, what is your number one takeaway, either from what I said or any other direction you want to go? Well, I think if you were watching Jazz Mavs last night, you saw two future Knicks playing, Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) Um, But I think we, as basketball fans, are owed Suns-Warriors in that Western Conference Finals. Like That's what we need to see. That would... I think you would get seven games of, you know, 130 to 120 score lines and the excitement. And I think that's kind of, that's what we need, I think, as fans. Look, these first round of the playoffs are going to have some really attractive matchups. Net Celtics obviously is great. I just told you Memphis, Minnesota. But there, this is going to sound awful. But there is some riffraff to be eliminated, right? This first round, you're going to have some blowouts. When we get to the next round... It is going to be epic. The next round right now is, let's just say, the likeliest matchups. The next round is going to be Memphis-Golden State, Phoenix, uh, let's say Phoenix-Dallas or or Phoenix-Utah, and maybe that's not something you write home about, but it has a chance, if if Luka's playing and playing well, has a chance to be a good series. Then you're looking at, most likely, Milwaukee against either Boston or the Nets and Philly-Miami. The next round of the playoffs is going to be epic. Absolutely epic. This is going to be a great postseason, really starting to pick up steam a week or so from now. Hashtag Bubba, I have not chatted with you in a while. It is a delightful to see you and to hear your voice as we will now. What is your number one takeaway? Hello, Greeny. Um, I think the number one takeaway is the Warriors. I love that pick. I think that's sneaky big news. And uh, it's not hashtag Bubba, it's hashtag Liam. Well, listen, you didn't have to tell me that it was Liam, but I hadn't seen... You're not running the board today, are you? What are you doing? What, no, what are you doing in there? I'm running the board because Bubba's board. now with us today. Where's Bubba? He's roaming around oh, the hallway boy. somewhere. 
Why? Uh, he's doing other things, training people. He's kind of boycotting the show today. Bubba is training others. So Liam, we have to have a conversation. Now, any old Mike and Mike fans will know exactly who this is. The legendary Liam who produced Mike and Mike forever. He's now one of these empty suits at ESPN. <laughs> and and uh, his mother became sort of a legendary figure on our show, Liam's mom. Why do you have Bubba training people? I mean, what 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 are you hoping people will learn from being trained by Bubba? How not to act. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right. We're modeling like you've got two little kids. And so we all know that that you know, as a parent, they pay attention to what you do, not to what you say. So you should be modeling good behavior. You're suggesting that your strategy here is to go the opposite. And you're modeling this terrible behavior Correct. and hoping people will learn to go the other way? Yes. The first person that anyone meets that we hire here, they sit with Bubba for a couple of weeks. And then he thinks, oh, it's great. I'm training him. I love it. And then on the third week, I say, forget everything he taught you. Come over here and learn from Nuno. Listen, how nice is it to hear Liam's voice again? Right. Everybody lo- loves the accent, even through the mask. Can we lose the mask? Or is, sure. Is that, yeah, yeah. Is, okay. Speaking of accents, what was Diana doing? So, Diana, I have to tell you, she did... In a commercial break, a reasonably good British accent. She she did sort of the posh one, like 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 the Queen. Yep. You know, not the Queen herself, but you know, like like a rich person in London. Then she came in here, and all of a sudden she was like Eliza Doolittle. Like I asked her, <laughs> I, I called her out on the spot to do it, and she went like into this sort of Cockney, not very like refined. Yeah. Right? Is that how it sounded yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. It did. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was expecting something really, really good. And all of a sudden she comes out and sounds a bit rough. And I was like, all right, well, you know. The rain she did in sound Spain it. stays <laughs> mainly in the water The water in Mallorca don't taste like it ought you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, a delight to have uh, an, an honorary member of, uh, a lifetime member of the Hashtag crew is Hashtag Liam. All right. Uh, and I turn to you now, Hembo, on your Sixers. So you, like everybody... I keep using the word consternating. You were consternating. Everybody was consternating about the Sixers. Do you feel totally better now after two games? No. I, you can't help but be really, really encouraged. The, the number of teams that have won games one and two by at least 15 points in the playoffs that wound up losing that series are so few. But Doc Rivers is very capable of doing it. Like Doc Rivers has lost four series as a coach in which his team had a two-game advantage as the 76ers do now. Of course, I'm encouraged by what I've seen, mostly from Tyrese Maxey. But look, this is the Embiid that we're getting moving forward. And if this is the Harden we're going to get moving forward, it's not obvious to me that the Sixers are in any better shape now than they were in a week ago. He's not scoring the basketball at a nearly efficient enough clip for me to feel like they can be a legitimate title contender. Well, he's not scoring the basketball basically at all. So the question is, does he have that 37-point game in him when you need one? You probably won't need one to get through this series. Does he have that game in him? It has not been evident for the last, whatever, two months? I mean, when he first got there, the trade was made, what, early February? His first game with the Sixers was the 25th of February. 25th of February. So... It's not even two months, which is, my goodness. I mean, time is just, a, my, my perception of time is fascinating. <laughs> I feel like that trade was something like three and a half years ago. But, but so it hasn't even been two months. Boy, that isn't, just stop and let your mind marinate on that for a second. Anyway, it felt like he had like a really good week mm-hmm. or so, and then it has fallen off completely. What have you seen? Why has it fallen off so, and can he recapture it? So, I don't think it is likely that James Harden will ever be the scorer that he was in his prime in Houston because he doesn't finish at the rim the way that he could. 
And he can't blow by people the way that he used to either. Now, that's okay. You can still be a really good and efficient player, but you're not paying James Harden. Like, the idea here is not that he comes and becomes a pass-first point guard to run stuff that you could have almost anyone else do. So I'm going to remain a skeptic based upon his postseason track record and the postseason track record of our head coach, whom I still don't believe in. All right. We will talk more about that as we go along the way. Plenty of hoops in the conversation. But up next... I am going to take a position on something that is going to infuriate you, but I'm right. You'll hear it right after this word from NetSuite. In growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. The one overwhelmed with manual processes, errors, and lack of control of the numbers. And the one who uses NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. With visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Head to netsuite.com slash greenie for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer, netsuite.com slash greenie. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, right, this is Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, rolling along. Todd McShay will join me in our next hour here. He's got another mock draft up there. Bet ready, folks. I mean, this thing is a week from Thursday. In, in some ways, it feels like it snuck up on us. Maybe it's just me because I'm working the NBA stuff now, so I'm not as, and of course, I'm, I've been preparing like crazy for the draft, but we haven't done as much of it on the shows because I've just been sort of more into the NBA. One way or another, the NFL draft is next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from Las Vegas, and I am really looking forward to it. So uh, we will get McShay in here. He's got another mock draft up. In the meantime, I am now going to say something that is going to infuriate people. Last, was it Tuesday or Wednesday that this happened? It, it happened one night, and I knew I wasn't coming in the next morning because I was. we were doing NBA, and we went out to L.A., But one night last week, Clayton Kershaw had a perfect game going through seven innings. He had thrown, was it 80 pitches? Yes, 80 pitches on Wednesday. On Wednesday night. And it killed me that I wasn't coming in here Thursday. Because the entire world, you know by now what happened. They pulled him after 80 pitches and seven innings with a perfect game. And the world lost its collective mind. Oh, this is what's wrong with baseball. Oh, this is why baseball is dying. Oh, 
oh, this is the terrible example. I don't know why this is. Oh, these millennials. Oh, I don't know. Cancel culture. Whatever. Whatever you want to blame. Whatever things it is everyone wants to blame everything on, they blamed on that. And I am sitting here about to tell you something that is going to infuriate you. But David Roberts, the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, did exactly the right thing by taking Clayton Kershaw out of that game when he did. And I'm going to give you the exact reason why. Is Bubba in the studio yet, guys? Yep. Okay. Bubs, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about because you're going to remember this day. June 1st, 2012, the New York Mets had legendarily never had a no-hitter thrown in their history. They'd had some of the greatest pitchers ever, including the great Tom Seaver, pitch for them, but no one had ever thrown a no-hitter as a Met. And on June 1st of 2012, they left Johan Santana, whom they were paying a trillion dollars, out there on the mound to throw 134 pitches because he had a no-hitter going, and they wanted the no-hitter, and they were afraid of pulling him out of the game of what the talk shows would say and what the fans would say and everything else. Congratulations, they completed the no-hitter. And I'm doing this from the top of my head. I think Johan Santana pitched for them one more time in his life. He was finished. It ended him. He was the highest-paid player on the team by far, and he never recovered from that game. Am I exaggerating? How many games did he pitch after that? Ten more games. Ten more games in his life. In his life. And he was how old? 33. He was 33 years old, and he pitched ten more games in his life. And they paid him how many millions of dollars for that? After that, they paid him $31 million for those ten games. They paid him $31 million to pitch ten more games. So you tell me, was it worth it? You got to see him throw a no-hitter. You got to pop the champagne. Great fun. He gets to put on his, you know, on his resume and his Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall of Famer, is he? But he gets, if he had gotten in the Hall of Fame, Clayton Kershaw would, is going to the Hall of Fame, obviously. He would have been able to put on his black plaque that he threw a perfect game. In the meantime, he had thrown seven innings. This was his first start of the year. You're going to send him out there for the eighth inning. Now he throws another 16 pitches and he gets through that. Well, now what are you going to do? Now he's thrown 96 pitches. Now you're really stuck if he keeps the perfecto going then. Now you're going to send him out there again? Is he going to throw 119 pitches in his first start of the year? What are the chances he pitches again this season if he does that? So I get it. I get we all want to see a perfect game. No one wants to see it more than I do. But the manager did the right thing. Bubba, you remember that day like it was yesterday, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I remember watching the whole thing. Am I right or wrong? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess from a uh, I don't I still think he should have been out there. I don't know. We don't know exactly if that's the reason Santana never pitched again. I'd like to see the uh, Oh, stop o- it. official medical stop reports. Stop it. Are you familiar with Occam's razor? The most obvious yeah, yeah. explanation for something is always the explanation. It's, Let me see. He threw 134 pitches and then was immediately hurt for the rest of his life. You tell me if those two things are coincidental. But I just I mean well, I feel like the, the no-hitter for Santana is something the Mets had never had. He had never had one. There was no way he was coming out of that game. Like, it it wouldn't matter. It was, it's going to be Clayton the same. Kershaw's never had a perfect game. Never. He came out. Because he wanted to come out. 
because he's smart. Yeah, he's not, because he wants he's to keep pitching all year long. Not a competitor. It, 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 how old is he? Thirty-five. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. He's got like three, four. Well, there's more a difference years. between eighty pitches as well as and up to whatever one hundred and thirty-four. If he had, if he had, if he was at eighty pitches through eight innings, we'd be having a different conversation. He was at eighty pitches through seven innings. But who knows what he would have got through the eight? I agree. If it, if it kept getting insane, you maybe you'd have to take him out. But you you can't even try the eighth and see what happens. He's not going to get out of the eighth inning in four pitches. That's not what's going to happen. How do you know? Because that's just quite unlikely, right? Perfect, I mean, I mean, it's it's one thing for a no hitter, and I would agree if it was just the average no hitter, and if the team has a ton. But the Mets had never had one. It was a historic moment. Haven't had one since. It was unbelievable moment. Perfect game. There's been what twenty three in history. It could be it's you're you can get immortalized forever for that moment, and you're just coming out because you have too many pitches. I mean, what 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 is it? the hundred pitch mark? Is just an arbitrary number that we've just decided that up a hundred pitches, your arm falls off at a hundred. You know, why are we deciding that the hundred pitch mark all of a sudden means that's the number? Can you imagine how mad people are at me right now? I hope Michael Wilbon isn't listening because I'm in L.A. I hope Mad Dog's not listening. Uh, he Michael Wilbon went nuts. Now I didn't tell him I disagreed because I'm not an idiot. Michael Wilbon is ranting and raving and furious, and he wasn't even in L.A. We were talking on a satellite for crying out loud. He's in Arizona because he had a foot surgery. He's sitting there screaming about this thing the other day. Hembo has not yet had the chance to chime in, but he will. I know this is not new news, but I haven't had a chance to address it. So I will let Hembo chime in, I will let Nuno chime in, and we will have much more as we continue a spirited conversation. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.